Ryan, we have another great episode this week. Do you know who uh, we're interviewing? No, do tell. It is Kim Michelle Richardson. Kim Michelle Richardson, author of the book Woman of Troublesome Creek, Kim Michelle Richardson. That's right. She's best-selling author and has written this wonderful book that and I am listening to in audiobook format and have just enjoyed. A fantastic book. And she wants to talk to us? That's right. Awesome. And of course, we have our regular programs that we're discussing for this week. I know that you're doing Mystery Readers this coming week. I am. I'm excited to talk about the next mystery we solve. And then our recommendations. So we are doing historical fiction this week. Ooh, such good titles. Absolutely. So we have a lot going on and stay tuned. We have a wide variety of some virtual programming coming up. Tuesday, July 14th at 7 p.m., we have Taking Care of You Everyday Self-Care. So this is, uh, like all these programs, this is virtual. So come join us and learn everyday tasks that you can do to put more self-care into your life and have you leaving field empowered. Take time to put yourself and your needs first. And this program is presented by the University of Missouri Extension. Next up, we have the Mystery Readers Book Club. We'll be meeting on Wednesday, July 15th at 2 p.m. And we are going to be discussing the book Fletch by Gregory McDonald. And then, if you need more book club in your life this week, well, then I heartily recommend the Community for Understanding and Hopes book group. This is going to be on July 16th at 7 p.m. We'll be discussing Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. So lastly, on Saturday, July 18th at 10.30 a.m., join us for Virtual Family Saturdays with Dr. Gladys Cogswell, Storyteller. Now, all of these you can register for at kirkwoodpubliclibrary.org calendar events. So sign up today and get your virtual invitation. And that's this week's programming. With historical fiction being our topic of conversation this week, Jagisha, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. What is your favorite time period to read about? Well, I'm glad you asked that. It's actually World War II is what I love to read about. There's been so many books out in the last couple of years, especially historical fiction novels. And I love it because there's so many different aspects that people take from it. So there's the war aspect and the fighting between the different countries. So you've got the allies and you've got Germany and there's the concentration camp aspect of it. And then there's some of the most interesting part I find are, are the spies and the different types of people that were actually hired to be spies. So a couple of the books on my list are actually about that. Or, well, I only have two books on my list, I should say. One <laughs> of my books is, is actually about that. That sounds like the best segue into a recommendation section we could come up with. So lay that recommendation down. What do you got? All right. My first one is The Lost Girls of Paris. And it's by Pam Janoff. And this book is about a ring of female secret agents during World War II. Ooh, that sounds very interesting. It was. This was really good. It was told from the viewpoint of three women. Uh, one of the women was a recruiter. She was a little bit older and worked for the spy division in Manhattan. And then she recruited two other younger women. And the idea was that women were often not noticed or, or really considered a threat. A threat, yeah, not really sort of taken seriously, so that they could spy and do things 
that men weren't able to do. And so that's why they decided to use women as spies. And so this kind of goes into that and what happened uh, to, to two women during that time period. Well, that sounds pretty interesting. I have to check that book out. Yeah, it was pretty popular last year. I think it came out in uh, 20, yeah, it came out January of 2019. So last year it was, it was pretty big. It was hard to get a hold of. <laughs> <laughs> it missed my radar, but it's on there now. So what about you? Do you have a favorite time period? Well, younger Ryan would say whichever one Doctor Who was in at the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so good answer. Uh, good answer. Well, again, where I where I compliment comics being the gateway drug to reading, uh, my love of history I think primarily extends from being obsessed with Doctor Who back in the uh, '80s and the '90s, and that I just watch and and then they'd go to some place and I'd have to learn everything about it. So I don't know if I have a favorite. But I do have some recommendations this week. So the first one is going to be in Russia. Um, I want to recommend, and ordinarily I wouldn't again on this because it's not something that you can get in the library, but it will be something that we will inevitably have in the library. I recently watched first season of The Great that is on Hulu at the moment. And it is basically a fictionalized story uh, or the fictionalized Catherine the Great's Rise to Power. And it's, it's very good. It's a satirical comedic drama about this. And Ellie uh, Fanning plays Catherine the Great. And she, you know, she brings everything. It, uh, she has wonderful comedic timing and a vulnerability to the role that is, that is pretty powerful. Uh, she's paired next to Nicholas Holt, who plays Peter III of Russia as her terrible husband, put it as mildly as possible. But everybody in this period piece is amazing. And it's an all-star cast. I think one of my favorite actors in there is Sasha Aguan plays Count Orlo. And he is, you know, again, wonderful. And it is, it's an interesting period piece. A lot of, I should come with a warning that it is a little bit gratuitous in violence and sex and language. So if that's something that you don't like, then I would not recommend the great and a lot of a lot of negative reviews that I've read is basically kind of lambasting it for not being completely historical accurate. I just remind everybody it's fictionalized. It's a it's a dark comedy. It's a very interesting and fun one. I would recommend the great. I'm sure once it comes out on a uh, physical medium, the library will have it. Yeah, sounds interesting. Catherine the Great is, is definitely a very fascinating character in history. Yes, yes. It's amazing, amazing figure in history. Some of the things that she brought to Russia. Uh, her reign saw such interesting changes. She was, she's basically ahead of her time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My next book is actually about a woman who wasn't quite a ruler, but was the woman behind a ruler. The book is Lady Clementine by Murray Benedict. The book goes into Lady Clementine and how she supported her husband, how she was a very strong force to, for him to have with her. So he was able to do what he needed to do, being Winston Churchill. And she supported him 100% throughout the entire period that he was ruling England. Such a fascinating figure, both of them. They are. And there's so many books on both. This is another one. But Murray Benedict is uh, an author. If you like historical fiction, it is an author I highly recommend reading because she's done other books that have been very well received, one of which was uh, Carnegie's Maid. That one was well liked. Yeah. And this, those are some very popular uh, books, if I recall correctly. They are. They are. Okay. Do you have uh, another one for us? 
I do, and in an honorable mention. So, but first up, I wanted to, since, you know, we don't often uh, recommend children's books enough, I wanted to do one that I thought was particularly interesting. We're going to go back to the 1940s, specifically 1945 for a book. It's called Step Up to the Plate, Maria Singh. It's by Uma Krishna Swami. And it's basically a story about a young, precocious nine-year-old whose school forms their first ever girls softball team and she desperately wants to play it and in the background it is the story of a multiracial family fathers from india the mothers from mexico and basically realizing that they can no longer protect their children from like from prejudice and racism and discriminatory discriminatory laws as the story goes on kind of becomes a story of coming of age and fighting for the rights and it's fighting for your rights and speaking out against injustice uh, and intolerance. Uh, it is a wonderful, I suppose, primer to open the door for children of these things that plague our world to this day. And uh, I would recommend it. It's a very interesting read. Yeah, that's a good one. Sounds like a good one. Yeah, you're right. We don't recommend kids books enough. I try to, but I tend to swing more towards the young adult audience. Yeah, and uh, I, I did definitely do the same. And I thought this book was one that my nephew had read and made me aware of it. A lot of the things that he took away from it is exactly the things that I would hope that most young adults, older children would take away from. Makes sense. Speaking of young adult, I'm going to go ahead and throw in a honorable mention to Book Thief by Mark Marcus Zusak. I almost thought about adding that to my list. I thought that was, uh, I, that almost made one of my choices. It's a great book. Yeah, and it's also a really good movie. I watched the movie not that long ago, maybe about a year or so ago. It came out in 2013, but I've only recently watched the movie and also really well done. The narrator and, you know, one of the things I hadn't realized was the amount of book burning that was happening by the Nazis. I think as a, as a child, I think that, you know, where I first learned about that was thanks to the third Indiana Jones film, but ugh, what a terrible thing to do to books. For my quick honorable mention, one that I thought I was going to bring up or talk about at greater length was I was just going to recommend I, Claudius, the book by Robert Graves. Um, when I was a kid, I had watched the BBC miniseries about this with my family. And uh, I think everybody pretty much knows about the I, Claudius miniseries. I, I probably don't need to, uh, to promote that. But I mean, it's, it's, that series has, you know, Derek Jacobi as uh, I, Claudius. It's got Patrick Stewart, uh, Brian Blessed, uh, just an amazing all-star cast. And I did not read the book until somewhat recently, you know, within the past 10 years. And it is the fictionalized account of, uh, of uh, Claudius, um, the Roman Emperor, and I would recommend it. Uh, it's definitely one that is an interesting book. It was written back in the 30s, and it's still a, a very interesting historical drama. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I haven't seen Claudius, but BBC always does a, a great job with a lot of the historical dramas and things that they put out. Definitely, and this was made back in the 70s, I want to say, but I mean, they, they've just an all-star cast in that, and it's, I would definitely recommend that one just to watch. It's a very interesting period piece. Kirkwood, there you have it. Here's some of our recommendations. Let us know what you think. I know many of you often ask us about historical fiction novels, so I hope you like the ones we've uh, suggested here. 
or if you have any suggestions for us or for our other listeners, please leave a comment. Well, Kirkwood, you are in for a special treat. Jagisha and I are very excited to welcome our special guest today. Kim Michelle Richardson is a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author. Her latest novel, The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek, has won more accolades than I have the breath to speak, and has been enthusiastically enjoyed by multiple KPL book groups. Kim Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It is definitely our pleasure. So let's just jump right in to the questions. All right, so for our listeners who are unfamiliar with you, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, uh, my name is Kim Michelle Richardson, and I reside in Kentucky, and uh, I write historical novels. All my novels are set in Kentucky and various places, and Book Woman of Troublesome Creek is my latest. Fantastic, fantastic. I've been listening to the audiobook, uh, version of your uh, Book Woman of Troublesome Creek, and I have to say the narrator is so good. I just love listening to the book. I'm not quite finished with it. Uh, her name is Katie Shore, and uh, she also did another novel set in Appalachia for me called Godfrey in the Tobacco Field. And I got to select Katie for this book. I just, you know, love her voice, and she's young. And uh, one thing about it, Katie is from Brooklyn, so she's a Brooklyn babe, so <laughs> she's just extremely talented, and I love her. Yeah, because she has that accent down. Yeah, and you know, that's oftentimes hard for people not to ramp it up, or, you know, I know I sound like a hick on helium sometimes, but it's it's really hard. Don't over-exaggerate it, and, you know, it's a fine line there, so I was really, really pleased. Well, she certainly sounds the part. So without giving away too many spoilers, could you tell us a little bit about The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek? Well, of course, The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek is about the Kentucky Pike Horse Librarians of the 1930s, actually, the library initiative that ran from 1935 to 1943. And it was actually, a lot of people don't know this, but it actually started in 1913 when the Kentucky Federations of Women's Club uh, convinced a local uh, co-baron, John C. Mayo, to subsidize the program for them. He did, and when he died a year later, the program died as well. So the women of the Women's Club went back to FDR and asked him if he would fund this program, and he was wanting, of course, to put women back to work, and especially in eastern Kentucky, the poorest pocket in the country. Uh, so he said, I will give you $28, no books, no mounts, no housing to hold your books, and you deliver books, you know, to the people of eastern Kentucky. And that's what they did. And uh, another thing about uh, my book, it is about the blue-skinned people of Kentucky. It was an important thing for me to, because this is my home and my people to lift those people up and honor them and dispel ignorance and so forth so anyways uh that's a little bit about the book very nice and i enjoyed learning more about the blue people because i had learned about them in the school but i had learned about it through science and how the it was a genetic disorder but i hadn't really known about some of the racism that they had faced 
Yes. And, you know, I think that's true. It, it, for me, it was just a broader spectrum than just honing in on racism. It's how we, if we're different, how we're treated and how sometimes that uh, hate and fear breeds toxicity into cultures and, and ignorance because of ignorance. So, yes. So Cussie is a, a unique name for the protagonist. Uh, how, how did you come up with the name? So I spent five years researching and, uh, this book and, and writing it. And um, when, of course, I could not pinpoint where the, exactly, I had a little bit of an idea where the blue people would have originated from in northern France. So I ended up uh, studying that region in the northern region and came across a little village called, it was spelled C-U-S-S-Y, but it was actually pronounced Cousset, France. And so I said, you know what, that's going to be her name, Cussie. Of course, now you bring her to Kentucky and generations later, she's Cussie, you know. Mm -hmm. So that uh, was just one of the fun things I got to invent. Well, it's certainly pretty neat. You've kind of touched base on it a little bit. The book has such two very unique topics kind of mixed together with the pack horse librarians and the blue people. Could you speak a little bit about your research? What made you think of combining these two just very interesting topics by themselves would hold a perfect narrative and then mix them together? Well, again, you know, all my novels are set in Kentucky and I always like to bring something new. And years ago, I remember in the 1990s reading a Kentucky journalist story about the heroic librarians and it just always stayed in the back of my mind why were these people not honored because the initiative was a fascinating unknown part of history but having it mostly women driven just made it so unique it, it showed fierce courageous women in an unforgiving landscape accomplishing what many never could and doing it every everything and in inclement weather mistrust extreme poverty and during Kentucky's most violent era, the bloody coal mine wars. And, uh, so that stuck with me. Also, I wanted to introduce a different character in one of my Kentucky groups, and that's what I wanted to do to honor them, lift them up. Amazingly, they love the book. I did what I set out to do, I think. Amazing, courageous women, certainly. Yes, I, as a librarian, I don't think I would have been quite as courageous as they are. I mean, they're willing to ride through some of the the steep, those trails that they you described in the book. And then just, you yes. know, there's a scene with um, Cussie runs into a rattlesnake. Oh, yes. I think I would have quit after the first day. <laughs> I certainly would have yeah. at the first rattlesnake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, but, you know, these were Kentucky women and Malacha women that were born and raised there and so they are used to learning their landscape and so forth too but again they had their own pandemics going on with smallpox influenza it just so much was going on and the history is just so rich and important and because for, for 80 years these women were not really celebrated they were unknown and uh, except uh, there are two amazing children's uh, books out there that tell a story about them. I thought, how wonderful to have them set in a novel and, again, get to showcase my Kentucky people in my home. 
We all love this book immensely. Uh, this is a question we definitely like to ask our author guests. What's Can we get a sneak preview from what's coming next from Kim Michelle? What's Do you have anything in the, uh, in the forge, as it were? Well, my agent asked me not to tell anyone what I'm working on next. <laughs> we <laughs> certainly can understand that, but you can't blame us for trying. I know. <laughs> and, but I will again say... That it will be unique, and it will again be set in my home, Kentucky. This place is such it has such rich history. It's both beautiful and brutal, and it's always a pleasure to discover a nook and cranny and and bring something to the world that's not really known. And uh, so I can kind of do that in my own backyard. <laughs> that's that's a nice thing about it. I think one of the important things that I hope that Book Woman would do is. During the years I was writing it, I don't know, I never thought too much about it, but then the more I wrote it, I thought, I hope that if anything, I've dropped seeds of kindness and courage and empathy into this charged charged and tumultuous world. And of course, two years ago, I didn't really understand how charged and tumultuous it was going to be. But uh, that, that was my biggest hope, I think. Well, I think you accomplished that. I mean, Cussie is one of the most empathetic, kind pe- person to just sit there and listen and uh, about her. So, and how she goes about helping the children that were hungry at the school, and then bringing the medicines for one of her other patrons. Right. Yeah. I think that that's the way I wanted her to be. Yeah. You know, a lot of authors I've talked with on panels and so forth. They said it's really hard. To to write during, you know, years, a couple of years ago, even now, of course. But uh, And I said, I don't have any problem writing. I can kill them off left and right. (laughs) 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 But then I think sometimes, you know, you write angry and you just keep going through your drafts and until it just kind of melts away and you're you're there where you're in a peaceful place. (laughs) I I think it's sometimes have to just keep rewriting and of lord there was a lot of dress you know going on with this one because there was a lot of issues being touched upon women's rights and and so forth when i was a young woman at 20 something i remember having to get permission from a man to get a credit card just things like that there's a lot of issues poverty I can feel pain uh, deeply for others, feel their pains, because I've lived through a lot of that myself. I grew up in a rural orphanage and uh, foster care until I was at 14, homeless. So I, I know hunger, and I, you know, I, I kind of know. Certainly speaking from experience, and to your comment about in- injecting kindness, that's certainly something that that I certainly appreciate, because... Boy, we need all we can get these days. Oh, yes, we do. We do. And and I think you can find it if you just keep searching and you'll find it and see the beauty in the world. And I think that's what we have to really do, pay attention more and listen more. Listen to other people. It's one thing I've learned to listen to. I love to uh, speak with the elderly and hear their stories, you know, and I... Think, well, I had it bad. Oh no, they had it bad. Uh, so I think it's important to listen to people's stories. Everyone's got one. That's true. 
So last question. Uh, this is one that we like to ask as librarians. Uh, what are you reading right now? Or, or what do you think we should be reading? say I'm familiar with that title. That's that's a fun novel, and I think we need some fun. And it's not the other. I didn't mean to say that, but uh, that it's about time travel. It kind of reminded me of Russian Dolls. Are you familiar with that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that was a very different book, and uh, I very much enjoyed that. Let's don't see. ask me about TV because I, I don't really. Uh, watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We we certainly usually skip that part. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, before we go out, if anyone wanted to learn more about Kim Michelle Richardson, uh, what would you advise they do? Well, uh, on the website or on the publisher's website too, there's a companion booklet. There's about it's a free download. And you'll see some very beautiful historical photos that are rare and have never been seen, along with the Pack Horse uh, Librarian's actual historic uh, scrapbooks, recipes, tips. Uh, so we made this uh, companion booklet around Christmas, and it's available for free, and I think you would enjoy that. Oh, it sounds fantastic. We'll certainly put a link up. Where would yeah. we go to get that? You can you can go to my website, KimMichelleRichardson.com. Under Book Woman, you'll see it, and uh, it just says free download. And you're welcome to put it up on your library site anywhere you want, or Facebook. I'm not techy enough to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we will. Uh, well, I did see a library put it up in the actual PDF, but I, Lord, I did not know how they accomplish that but it, it's free and it's if people want to learn more about them that's a good source we well fantastic thank you you're welcome thank you today's guest was kim michelle richardson her newest book the book woman of troublesome creek is available through your kirkwood public library and wherever phenomenal books are sold kim michelle it was so much a pleasure to talk to you today thank you so much for joining us Thank you. I really enjoyed speaking with you all. Well, that does it for us this week. We want to thank Kim Michelle Richardson for joining us, and we hope you've enjoyed our recommendations. As we go, we'll leave on a quote from Jane Yolen. A book is a wonderful present. Though it may grow worn, it will never grow old. Thank you so much, Kirkwood. We'll see you next week.